Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Let's get back to more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670 The Score and always live on the free Odyssey app. Happy Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. It is Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor here on 670 The Score, hanging out with you guys till 9 o'clock. And I will say this, man. I mean, you know, I'm a Chicagoan. I'm out here listening to the score when I'm not on the score. And there's certain moments where, you know, you feel like you want to stay locked in and tuned in. And I think this is one of them. When you get an opportunity to hear, especially in the midst of the scandal that is taking place right now in Northwestern, when you get to hear from, like, okay, I played at Lane Tech, bro. I played in high school. I didn't play even all four years. It's one thing for me to be on the microphone along with, along with every other sports radio guy that's out here. It's another thing to hear it directly from the horse's mouth. And we were talking about it before the break, Clay. Yeah. Um, just about the, the the whole situation. And I wanted, I wanted to hear from you on your thoughts and what we were talking about. You know, what, 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 what were your thoughts? Cause you were in the middle of, of ready to being ready to go. Yeah. And, and what we were talking <laughs> about. So what were your thoughts? So my thoughts in this whole situation, and, and I'm coming from a, a space where obviously I've been in tons of, tons of locker rooms. I've been in, Nine years in the NFL. It's a decade. Okay, we're talking five years. I got registered in college. Five years in college. Four years in high school. Okay, and we're talking throwback too. Like I, you know, I I graduated in two thousand eight in college. So this is this is a little bit of a different time. So it's gonna happen. Hazing. It, it, back in the day, it was gonna happen, but. The difference in, that changes my opinion to what happened with Northwestern is because it, it did take it a little over the top. I've heard, of, I've heard of hazing, all types of hazing, the shaving the head, guys having to shave their eyebrows, guys having to sing in front of the, in front of the team. I remember we used to have these rookie dinners or these rookie meetings in, in where we would just embarrass the young guys, like embarrass them. I'll, uh, I'll put myself on blast here. It was nothing crazy, but we have a talent show, and we had our young guy thinking that we were all going to – we had four tight ends. That The rookie, the uh, it was in college, the, the freshman thought that we were all going to sing together a Backstreet Boys song and just be <laughs> funny and whatever. But our, re- our whole plan the whole time was to get him out there. He's going to start – and then we're going to leave him on stage in front of the whole team, the coaching staff, everybody, and he thinks we're coming on, and we're just going to see what he does, and then everybody starts laughing at him. So there's some messed up stuff. So we did that. He's out there. He's dancing the Backstreet Boys in the part where we're supposed to all come on and dance with him. We don't show up. 
So there, there's stuff like that that happens, and you you do that. That's to- funny, but but Clay, here's the thing: that doesn't seem that sounds like appropriate hazing. Appropriate hazing, absolutely. And what happened at Northwestern was inappropriate. Like what? Let, let's live there. The, the the naked quarterback. Like let's say if you were playing tight end at Missouri Missouri State, and they were like, "All right, freshy red shirt, freshy, it's time for a naked quarterback." No. That's no. what I'm saying, though. No. Like, that's what I mean. Like, you it sounds so wild. To me, you can't force these guys. That's the thing, and I, I know I don't want to don't want to say this because, like, obviously everybody's like, no, he was a victim. He thought he had to. At some point, these – and a lot of this stuff does happen without the coaches. After the coaches are gone, it's just the players yeah. in the locker room. Okay, just, just the players. The coaches probably don't know much about what's going on. People are oh, there's no way they don't know – the coaches don't really pay attention to that stuff. They might hear something in passing. They want to win games. They want to help you out in certain ways. They don't really care what goes on in the locker room in those situations, okay? They will have you. They will try to get people to do stuff, so, certain stuff like that. But if somebody tells you to do that, literally all you got to do is say no. But and you know somebody- they're going to whoop that ass. Let's be very clear. Let's be very clear. Like, they're going to be like, what? Take that shirt off. You know what? And four or five people will come. Like, we know what's happening there. I don't think you're going to get physical even. I don't even think they're going to get physical if you don't. If you just say no, you're going to. I In my experience, Gabe, in my experience, there's been the guys that say no, they'll be frowned upon, looked down upon. Okay, maybe the veterans don't respect him as much because he didn't want to do it. He thought he was too school, too too cool. But... There's, it's never going to get to a point of a physical alter, altercation mm. because that's when stuff gets real, and both of them are going to get, you know, sent over to the to the office to the yeah. to the coach. So, in my perspective, I think the extent of this stuff, a lot of it has to do with the players. Obviously, it's under the coach's watch, but why are these players taking it to the extent? And from my understanding, it's only a few players. You ever saw that? You ever saw that video where? A person, it's like a a planted person, right, in an office. It's like an office waiting room. Clay. Yeah. And there's a beep that goes off. And then the person that's in the the waiting room stands up when the beep goes off. You ever seen this video? No. So the beep goes off, and the person stands up. And then they, they, they bring somebody in the room. Yeah. And the person's sitting there, you know, like unknowingly. And then the, the first person, the beep goes off and the person stands up and the person's looking at them like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> and then he, the thing beeps again, the person stands up and then the person that walked in the room starts standing up. They start standing up. Because like, they just saw. I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Then the nurse calls in the first person. So now person two who had zero idea what the hell was going on <laughs> in that moment, but just started following person one, right? So person one leaves to go get taken. They bring in person three, another new person. The beep goes off. Person two stands up because that's what he saw person one do. And person three is looking at him like he's crazy. It goes to your point, which why do they, why no, are these players doing that? Nature. That's my point. You just went real deep there because, I mean, you think about everything. You, you, go, you can go back to, to even outside of sports and civilization. Literally It's anything. all human nature, what you saw at that path. time. I mean, you look back at slavery. You look back yeah. at civil rights. People were just doing what Born they saw. That, doing that that's, kind of stuff. That's what the same thing happened with the, the Northwestern situation. To a certain degree. And I think when you're looking at it, you know, I think that another thing that, you know, when you say like, oh, well, the coaches should have known. 
but the coaches weren't oblivious to the entire thing. And the coaches themselves played football. So if you <laughs> are telling me as a former athlete, you dealt with hazing. If I'm saying it at a very low level of high school, the coaches most certainly dealt with hazing and feel as though it is a rite of passage as well. So it is easier for them to turn a blind eye. It is not you were talking about Pat Fitzgerald and being like, Pat Fitzgerald, linebacker for Northwestern, you know, coach for Northwestern, like all this. You're going to tell me that he doesn't understand the hazing culture? Of course he does. One of the big issues that we've seen in college athletics and across the country is the hazing issues. Things that we believe here in Northwestern, number one, is there's zero tolerance for hazing. And as you heard right there, he references it. Zero tolerance, but it's zero tolerance. And wouldn't you agree, Clay, that it's zero tolerance of, like, I can't think of the correct phrase, but it is pushing it too far for super layman way. In a super layman way, it is, we do not haze when it crosses the line. Yeah. But we haze until it crosses the line. Yeah. Until it's an issue. Yeah. And there until we go. it's an issue. And you know what? There's someone that was very close to that. Someone that actually worked as an academic advisor for Pat Fitzgerald and Northwestern football. And he's joining us right now. And that person, you know very well. I know him very well. That's your brother, Corey. My brother, Corey Harbor. Yeah. Corey, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. I can still box you out and get more rebounds than you uh, whenever you want to come home. Fun fact, Gabe, about Corey Harbor. <laughs> he didn't Corey, even laugh. You saw that he didn't even laugh. Didn't laugh. <laughs> He's like, no. Corey was, when he graduated his senior year of high school from Dwight, he was in the top 20 in Illinois history of rebounds, going wow. back to 1900s. That's, this guy was just a rebounder, an all-state player, and he's only 6'3", you know, 6'4", center. So, I mean, that's not like he's like 6'8". Like, he had more rebounds than like Eddie Curry yeah. in Illinois high school. So, yeah. he could hoop. And we both played together, Missouri State University, just to fill you guys in. Corey went into academics. He was the academic advisor at Missouri State. After he's the academic advisor at Missouri State, he got a job at University of Illinois. After he's an academic advisor at University of Illinois, he moved to Northwestern for four years, academic advisor for the football team. Mm. So, Corey so, has a yeah, interesting so, perspective. So, Corey, Corey, let me ask you this. I mean, I know what the answer is already, and it is no, but I'm curious. You know, when players, when you yourself had to advise the players on what direction to go and what classes to take, how they can fulfill their majors – was there any discussion whatsoever of, like, football as a whole, or was it just simply academics? Yeah, great questions, gentlemen. I got to set the record on us uh, straight on one thing. Uh, the rebounding piece, I just want to add to the record. I did all that with less than a 25-inch vertical. Okay, so <laughs> Bruh. let's set the record straight on this that. This how I know you're a hooper. Uh, <laughs> this how I know you're a hooper hooper because yeah. you, like, had yeah. to go there before my question. So I like that. I, I, I like that about you. I had to clarify that it was all <laughs> bringing a football hooper. mentality <laughs> football mentality to the basketball court, gentlemen. But, hey, uh, yeah, no, I, I working in academic advising for students. Yeah, you spend a, a little bit of time talking to them about experience. And so, you know, former football student athletes, that was something that we talked How's it all going? How's uh, colleges? You're breaking up a little bit, Corey. Yeah, gentlemen, can you hear me? Yeah. You got to go to a good part of the gym. I know you're working out right now, Corey, yeah. but you got to go to a good part where the Wi-Fi is. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
So I'm I'm on my route uh, to to pick up uh, soccer practice right now. So my apologies mm. on the he's got three on the break kids, up. man. He's soccer. Dad. But go back there. Go, I'm always on the run. Go back to what you were talking about in terms of the position and where you were. Go back to that beginning part. Yeah, no, I was saying as a uh, as an academic advisor for student athletes. Yeah, you spend time talking to them about football. Being a former football student athlete myself, I spent a little bit of time talking about their experience you know, the challenges they're experiencing because it's a big part of their overall student life, right? They're spending, you know, 20, 30 hours a week, depending on week, um, academic or athletically. Um, and so that really impacted their academic uh, abilities as well. So, yeah, we did have some conversations around those things during my time in Northwestern and other places that I've been, for sure. So when you're talking to the kids, and I know every every player that Corey had, they loved this guy. Corey was their favorite guy, and I'm not, I know I'm hyping him up. But he did an amazing job as an, as an advisor. And from Northwestern, he went to University of Colorado, where he's the assistant director of academics mm. over there. So he just kept climbing the ladder, climbing the ladder, you know, very educated. He's got like four master's degrees. This guy's incredible. Oh, I'm wow. actually, for playing NFL for nine years, I'm the black sheep of the family <laughs> because of this guy. But so, would you, did you have any idea? Would anything like maybe come up that you thought there was some sort of a hazing did you ever catch wind of anything that no, might be inappropriate no. yeah so i don't know can you guys still hear me I'm yeah yeah no no up? clearly clearly okay yeah no uh so yeah gentlemen so when you go work in higher ed or any educational institution everybody one of the first things that you do is you're trained on being a mandatory reporter and so as a mandatory reporter you are trained and actually required mm. by the state of illinois to report anything that falls in any type of harassment, neglect, abuse, those types of instances. And so during my time in Northwestern, we adhered to those types of trainings. Um, we learned from, uh, you know, being in the Big Ten, we learned from uh, some schools like Penn State, which is a different situation, but not too long ago. Uh, we remember the situation they were in. So we used those yes, as examples um, in the type of training that we were provided. And so uh, all that to say, during my four years at Northwestern, not to say that it's impossible, obviously these things happen and it's super unfortunate. Um, and my heart goes out to all the student athletes who've been impacted and negatively impacted by any type of hazing. Um, it's just an unfortunate reality, obviously, that hazing does take place and then um, in college athletics and it goes beyond that, which in this case, which it sounds like if the allegations are true, that if these things did happen, obviously it's way above and beyond hazing and it is obviously something that needs to be investigated. All that to say, during my time at Northwestern, none of those things manifested in any of the conversations that I that took place with me. And so it uh, was definitely a huge surprise to hear uh, when these things came out about Northwestern um, impacting so many students over the last 17 years or so. Yeah, uh, we, it's Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harper here on 670 The Score. We're talking to Clay's brother, Corey, Corey. right now. And Corey, I mean, I I guess I'm curious as to, you know, you, we can talk about it at length if we want to, but you were actually there during that time. So when you hear about this, when you hear Pat Fitzgerald being fired, when you hear about the allegations from not just one student, but a number of students, how shocked were you when you were um, receiving this information? You know, it's interesting. Oh, he's got that bad service, man. What a great! I, I uh, wanted that, was, that answer that was so the bad. Answer too, you know. It just cut <laughs> off right at the perfect time. I'm not going to tell you what that was. You know, I'll, get, I'll get it later, and he's in, um, and uh, I'll share it with everybody. But 
No, man, Corey's got an interesting perspective, and we talked a little bit really about proud this. Of your brother too. That's I'm awesome. very proud of him. I mean, this mm. guy did it the hard way, man. He's, I mean, he, you know, he just sold a house for you know a million bucks. He can't. We, you know, told you a little bit about how we grew up. Yeah. Like coming from where we came from, you know, poor folks thought we were poor, and he just did it. It's like they're <laughs> That's like, great. it's a great he's line. Like, Dang, they're poor, <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just really proud of what he's done, and um, he's just been you know a family man. Uh, and the guys just just crushed it with the academics, and it's just so successful. You're older than me, and obviously we're very close. And you know he's actually moving to Illinois to take over a local high school, and I feel bad because I don't know what high school that is. But he's moving out to uh, St. Charles from Denver. He's been in Denver now for the last several years. You said right, Colorado. Assistant. Yeah, so now he's uh, doing the principal and uh, superintendent route. But he's gonna be a principal at a school in St. Charles. Yes, that's what's up. Yeah. Okay, and that's what that's who you want. And I think, you know, when you're looking at credibility and whether it's a head coaching position, whether it is a principal, superintendent, you want someone that has a well-rounded experience with student life. Yeah. And it seems as though your brother has that. And, oh, un- unbelievable. Yeah, and so, I mean, but it, it was it's a great perspective to have in this specific story regarding Pat Fitzgerald because – he was literally talking to the students that, you know, to the student <laughs> athletes yes. that were there, literally the people. And <laughs> yeah. as he mentioned, he was, you know, he's taking courses to to actually, you know, be forced to report any wrongdoing. They're doing. supposed to actually look for signs. Right. That's, that's part of it. They're looking for signs. They're, they have questions to where, you know, they like, so how's everything going in the locker room? How's right. everything going in school? Is everything? And they're literally looking and searching for this. And if you hear anything... You report it to the higher ups, and it gets you yeah. know brought up the ladder. But the fact of the matter is that you know, in, in with this type of a story, one instance and one moment is just too much. And I think that's that's what it really boils down to. You can fight the other side if you want to. You can say Pat's great. This is schmuck. And whatever it is that you want to say. Yeah. But the truth remains that one person is too many when it comes to. If whether or not they feel that they were hazed improperly and it, it crossed the line, yeah. And I, and I talked about it yesterday, and I said, I said, you know, if if we're talking about minorities and that, and, and you know, he talked to you know ten of them, and one of them is like, nah, bro, that was super racist. What buddy said, bro, I'm the guy. So growing up in the small town, most most of the people are great. Like from my small town, I was like, I would not be where I am without the amazing people from Dwight, Illinois, and it's a small all-white community. Yeah. But there were some that weren't, you know, weren't good people and weren't okay with, you know, yeah. some of the situations because me and my brother were literally the only two minorities in the whole town. <laughs> but most of the people were great, but there's still some that were interesting. And, you know, I wouldn't – I had that – I was able to see both sides. Of yeah. it, and I became, like, immune almost to any comments just because – I grew up with all these, you know, white country kids. And mm-hmm. so none of that ever bugged me. And then, you know, you go to college and then you like hear a comment that people are getting upset about. And I'm just like, I've like, been what, dealing man? With that. like, dude, that's, that's fine. Like, whatever. And like, I was like, no, mm-hmm. man, that's, and I'm like, dude, I think you think he's, you know, he's kidding, like whatever. He's, he's not serious, but different people see things differently yes. just because of where they come from, their upbringing. So one guy, you know, you hear the Northwestern kids saying, no, he was, this is overblown. Maybe to you it was overblown. 
But the, to the other kid that didn't grow up like that, he really felt uncomfortable and, he, and it really troubled him. And that should be valid. So that's why I think you really do. And trust me, I'm the old school guy. The hazing was part of it. NFL, college, all of it, yes. But you really got to think that there are guys that this does affect and affects negatively. Mm-hmm. So the only way to be sure that nobody's going to be affected like that is you make sure that it's not there and we get rid of the hazing altogether. And I think the one good thing that will come from this whole thing at Northwestern, which I love Northwestern. They treated my brother well. I love going there, training there. A lot of friends in Northwestern, like I told you, Trevor Simeon, Mike Kafka, Clayton Thorson, you know, Afadi, all these guys, love them, hang out with them outside of football. But the one thing that will come is I think now there is going to be a spotlight on hazing, and I doubt that we see as much of it anymore in the college ranks or or the NFL ranks. There will be conversations most certainly at the beginning of every season, whether it be college or NFL. Oh, yeah. The discussions will take place, and the discussion will continue here on 670 The Score. Um, But first, we get to talk to Keith Smith from Spot Track. He's going to join us next, talk a little bit of NBA as we try to take a look at uh, Victor, or excuse me, yeah, when Benyama <laughs> getting shut down, what are the Bulls doing? Uh, we get Keith Smith uh, joining the show after this. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Clay Harbor. It's Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. See the score. Wembenyama missing, got it back. And one. And a little flex en français. We're back with more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670 The Score and the free Odyssey app. Parlez-vous français? Oui, oui. It's Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor here on 670 The Score. And right now joining us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, and Busey Bank. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. It's a beautiful day in Chicago. And the Summer League has been going crazy. They shut down Wemby, but we are talking to someone who is out there right now in Vegas dealing with 115-degree weather, sweating his ass off in the Summer <laughs> League. Uh, it is Keith Smith from Spot Track hanging out with us today. Keith, how's it going? Hi, uh, you're not kidding about what I'm sweating off out here. It is hot. And I'm an Orlando guy. So uh, this is still warm for me. I saw that. I saw this year from Orlando, and I was like, oh, he's used to the heat. But that Vegas 115 where you literally have to put on the chapstick is weird. Yeah. 
because they yeah, warn you like about punch it. Punch in the face. Yeah, they warn you about it from the beginning, Keith. They're like, hey, you might want to put on some 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 uh you know chapstick, and you're like, dude, I'm from Orlando. I'm gonna be all right. And then two days in, you're like. My lips are chapped. Bro, <laughs> I was on a bachelor party out there two weeks ago, oh, three yeah. weeks ago. I got burnt. You know, I'm I'm half black. My I came back peeling. That's how hot it is out there. I was putting on sunblock by the end of the trip. But Keith, Keith, what is hot most certainly is the temperature of the NBA. I mean, having the having Victor Wembanyama play, even though it was two games, um, must have been electrifying for the NBA and the summer league as a whole. Yeah, it really was. You know, it, it was an environment I've only seen a couple times out here. The first time was when Lonzo Ball made his debut because so many people are so close to the Lakers out here. They they get a ton of Laker fans in in the building, and that was you know a really fun environment. And then it was Zion Williamson's debut it was crazy, but Wambinyama, I mean, that place was packed full for both of his games. And in the first game, a little bit of a disappointment. I thought he looked tired. Um, he just looked like he, he was a little bit exhausted, but that second game came out and he showed everything, you know, why everybody's so excited about him as a prospect. So, you know, look, you know, fun, fun couple of days for him. And then the Spurs, as was the plan all along said, that's enough. We'll <laughs> see in the fall. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you been seeing any of the, uh, the Chicago bulls out there? I've, uh, I've heard some good things coming from Javon Freeman Liberty and wanted to know if you got an up close and personal Look at this guy. Some people have been saying he's looking good, looking like he could help the Bulls this year. Yeah, he's a kid who has been around for, for a little bit. He, I know he did a training camp uh, you know, time with, with the Bulls, and he's yeah. somebody they've had an eye on and they, they like. So we'll see. I think his challenge is going to be it, – it, is there going to be a roster spot yeah. for him or not? That that's going to be the thing, you know. But it wouldn't surprise me if he's a kid who gets a training camp contract and then gets a chance to fight his way onto the roster. But you know, free and clear, probably not going to go that way, you know, for him. Just you know, give him where their roster's at right now. A, a guy that I liked that I've been I've, I've heard hasn't been uh, been tearing it up out there is Nate Darling, and um, I thought he was a guy that could a sleeper in my book. Have you uh, have you got to see some of him? How's he looking? Yeah, he's another guy who's been around, you know, for quite a while, um, you know, and done done different things. And, you know, his challenge, again, is going to be, you know, can he find a, a consistent spot? And he has to play really well in an environment like this. In, in uh, you know, Summer League, his his issue was in the first couple of games out here, he hasn't shot it well. Yeah. And now that's been, been, you know, a little bit of his problem. So we'll see, you know, if, if he can kind of get that sorted out and figure it out. Um, you know, then, you know, maybe there's, again, a chance for him to go you know in, into a thing i know you know uh, the guy who's really for me been extremely disappointing because he is a roster guy he's a guy who's a first round uh pick is dale and terry he is just shot awful uh in the first couple games just can't you know, cannot find uh you know anything to to fall so that that's a little little worrisome you know nine to 35 25 percent gabe could do that listen i, I can't do that i want to be very clear <laughs> but i think dale and terry i mean keith and you would agree if you know if you watch any film on Dalen Terry from Arizona. He is not your high volume scorer. He wasn't known for that in Arizona. That's not what he was. He's a facilitator. See the Bulls trying to allow him to play a little bit of point guard because I'm t I, I said it last year, Clay, if you were to watch Dalen Terry in Arizona, he, I don't want to say the words Magic Johnson and made that comparison because clearly he's not that. But in terms of a guy with good court vision who doesn't mind if other people excel, that is Dalen Terry. And when you're looking as a Bulls team is, 
to try to replace Alonzo Ball. You you know, you need a guy that can be that, a facilitator, one that can put a vooch, a DeMar, uh, Zach in their places to, to score appropriately in certain moments. Uh, Keith, when you look at this Bulls team and you and you look at the makeup of it, especially like the Vooch signing, which I particularly like. Um, I like Vooch. Yeah, I like Vooch. Um, but, 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 you know, Javon Carter, you know, Tory Craig, mm-hmm. do you still see the, is the, are they making <laughs> lateral moves in the NBA or, you know, what, what was your take on that? Yeah, it's tough, right? Because they're not taking major steps forward for sure. They're going to probably be fairly similar to what they were a year ago. And, you know, that was a good team, but not, you know, quite good enough to, to break all the way through. So I think what your challenge becomes a little bit with with the Bulls, though, is you got to work around the Lonzo Ball contract, unfortunately. You know, and when you kind of have that just sitting there on your cap sheet, it becomes a little bit harder to make those big moves unless your big move is going to be, all right, let's just blow it up and start all over again. And there was never really a sense that they were going to do that. Now, all that said, I think the Vucevic contract, perfectly fine, you know, good value for what he is as a player. I think he gets a lot of uh, grief for, you know, the things he isn't with not enough respect for the things he is. I thought they got great value on Kobe White. I thought they got one of the best deals of the summer on Javon Carter. I think, you know, he's somebody people are going to love him when they get to see, you know, how hard he plays an absolute bulldog on defense. And he's a pretty good shooter and he's got a lot of experience playing off of other guys who do a lot of the ball handling and creation type stuff. So I think he's going to be a really nice fit with that roster. You think they're going to bring back uh, IO? Mm. Think he's coming back? Yeah, hey, that's an interesting one. I think you know, anytime you get into this point now, we're starting to hit the middle of July. Free agency, you know, basically two weeks in, you start looking at it and saying, "All right, if you're a restricted guy and you haven't been signed, either uh, go find a place that really wants you and work out a <laughs> sign and trade yeah. where the Bulls will let him go, or you just sign the qualifying offer for him, which is a five million dollar deal, and it brings him back." But his challenge is he'd be a restricted free agent again next. And that that gets a little tricky for guys like that. They generally don't want to go down that route twice. So he'd rather find a deal that's going to get him, you know, two, three, four years under contract. Um, But I'm just not sure that's coming. We're talking to Keith Smith from Spotchak here on 670. The score, I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Clay Harbor. Um, You mentioned that you are from Orlando. And I'm curious your thoughts, Keith, on the Vooch trade. I think a lot of people here in Chicago are a bit uneasy. They think that the Bulls got fleeced in the whole thing. And I, I am I am a person that looks at Vooch, and I'm like, there are 10 guys in the NBA that average 10 rebounds a game. He's fifth in the NBA in rebounds. He's a double-double machine. He puts up 2010, you know, three out of five nights. And then you look at what the Bulls gave up in a Wagner and a Wendell Carter and now a Chet Howard. I still think the Bulls come out on top with a bona fide, you know, top, 50 players so to say so to speak in Vooch you obviously experienced Vooch when he was performing at a high level um when you look at this trade what's your take on on how this thing went down yeah I think it's one where if the Bulls had not had the injuries I I think you'd feel a lot better about it and you'd feel pretty good about all right hey we're moving this thing forward this guy's a big part of you know what we're going to be and that's you know unfortunately that's what they were for what about a half a season and then you know guys started getting hurt and the wheels kind of came off uh, that one year after they made all the additions so I think you know that gets into a spot where then you start looking at it's like man 
Carter's on this great value contract for Orlando. He's given him everything that you ever kind of wanted him to be. And Franz Wagner has turned into a really good, solid player already just a couple of years into his career. So it probably leans a little bit towards Orlando, but it wasn't a disaster trade. I think it's just one of those things where circumstances changed after the trade was made and it got a little sideways on him. But, you know, Vooch is a guy, he's, he's a walking double-double. He's going to shoot a pretty good efficiency he's going to score he's going to rebound yeah people hate that he's not you know a tremendous shot blocker and all that but there's very few players who are everything and if they are those are mvp level guys you're not getting those guys for 20 million dollars a year yeah vooch is putting up he's put up literally literally 17.6 points the last two years 11 rebounds exactly Clay, here's the thing no you can talk about all the stats you want about vooch here's the here's the fact of the matter if you have Wagner and Wendell Carter in chat, you are not then all of a sudden a top three team in the Eastern Conference. And I think that's why I, com- I that, like Vooch. Yeah, well, that, that's you. what bothers me about the Chicago sports fandom is that people are quick to complain about the trade. But it's like if you were if you had Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter, you are not beating the Boston Celtics. No, still you're still in that purgatory space, allowing. Zach Levine to live there, and that that was just my big complaint. The most impressive thing about me with Vooch last year was this man played in 82 games, yeah. Gabe. You know, 82 he's a free, games. He's, he was a free agent, so he wanted to get the bag. You got you to play but, games to get the money. Yo, you know? It's hard to play in all these <laughs> games. You know how many bruises, rolled ankles, going night in, night out. This dude played in 82 games. He's yeah. going to be there. He's going to suit up. He's going to give you his 18 and 11, and, uh, you know, I like him. But here's my, my last question for you is I want to know – as a player, if I know I'm being shopped, right? I'm a superstar. I've given everything to this team. You know, you know who I'm talking about right now in Zach Levine. And you keep hearing your name in these trade discussions. Does that change his loyalties to Chicago? Does he want to leave now? Because he's been hearing every year, every trade deadline, you know, okay, we might trade Zach Levine when he's actually played pretty well. Obviously, you got to work on the clutch game. But do you think that affects his relationship with the Bulls? I think if he was a younger player, it may. I think at this point in his career, he's a guy who's kind of been through that, right? He went through that with Minnesota. I went through that at times with Chicago before inking this big extension that he's on right now. And I think he just realizes, hey, this is all part of the business, right? That this is not necessarily, uh, you know, something where you're, you know, really overly worried about it. You just kind of go out there and you play your game and you do your thing. And I think if you, you know, could get Zach Levine to tell you, he'd say, you know, Hey, I'm signed here. Like I'm not in a position where I'm a free agent in a year or so, like I'm here long-term and you know, we're, we're going to you know see what we can do, you know, from there. But it's also the NBA. We, you know, I always look at these things as this is a two way street, right? If teams are going to shop players, I don't have a problem when a player, you know, asks for a trade, you know, and I know everybody's kind of killing Damian Lillard right now for, you know, Oh, you you said you were loyal and all these things, and you asked for a trade. Well, teams up and trade guys, you know, a year into a deal without any problem. But because we all have collectively decided, you know, it's okay to root for laundry over players, we're like, eh, whatever, it's okay. You know, and at the end of the day, I kind of look at it and say, yeah, it's a two-way street here, right? Loyalty only goes as far as it's being shown both ways. You can't be too upset, though. You, you come home to $215 million, Nobody's that upset. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be very clear. Nobody's yeah. that upset about that kind of yeah. money. <laughs> Keith, Keith, do you see a situation, uh, before we let you go, do you see a situation where the Bulls, are somehow involved in the movement of Damian Lillard? I don't 
think so. I, I there just isn't anything that really necessarily makes sense because Portland, you know, they're they're one of their goals in moving to Damian Lillard is we don't want to take back long term salary. That's you know not unless it's attached to a very young player. That's a good player that they're trying to rebuild around assets, and it's going to be hey we're moving forward with Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp and Anthony Simons. Those are going to be our guys, and that's what we're going to build forward around those guys and the guys that we have uh, coming in via draft picks or through this trade and that's been part of the problem with coming up with a trade right now is none of the teams can really meet that ask so that's going to take a little while to come together and then eventually it will and they'll figure it out but for now you know we're at a spot where it really is you know um we're going to see you know with Damian Lillard you know that that's where it is but it's the Bulls involvement in it I don't think they there's just nothing that necessarily makes sense for them to be a facilitator in that kind of trade or to send anything towards Portland's way that would get them something else. I just can't see a match there. Keith, appreciate the great insight, man. Thanks, Keith. Uh, stay, wa- stay not warm, damn. Stay cool out there in Las Vegas. <laughs> Don't forget that sunscreen, man. Take it from me. And then Clay just came back, like he said, from Vegas a couple weeks ago, and his, his advice to you would be bet on black. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Black. All right, good, good to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm out of here at six in the morning tomorrow to head back home. So, oh, so I'm uh, wrapping up right and early, uh, uh, Vegas time. But yeah, it's, uh, I appreciate. it. I'll remember that. For Different type trip than I have had. Have a safe flight. Yes, have a safe flight, <laughs> and just put a dollar in the slot machines in the airport. You always you never know what can happen. <laughs> Something like that. There we go. Have a great one, Keith. Thanks for hanging out with us. Of course, Keith Smith from Spot Track. Uh, make sure you guys follow him on Twitter as well. Uh, it is Gabe Ramirez. It is Clay Harbor here on 670 The Score. Uh, there is a particular member of Chicago baseball that is not taking part in the All-Star game, Clay, and we will discuss <laughs> why he is not playing. Well, and, there's two. Well, two Chicagoans? Two Chicagoans. Stroman and the... The one we're going to talk yeah. about in... Yeah, Stroman said he ain't playing either. Different reasons. Yeah, different reasons. Different reasons. <laughs> uh, all-star action. We'll talk about it right after. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, I'll go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor on 670 The Score. We're back with more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670 The Score and the free Odyssey app. It is Gabe Ramirez. It is Clay Harbor. It is 670 The Score. Hanging out with you guys till 9 o'clock. Beautiful day in Chicago. It's like 80. I went to Gretel. You ever been to Gretel? Hansel and Gretel? Stop it. It's called just Gretel. No. It is. You've been there, Alex Kuhn? Delicious. Isn't it? Absolutely delicious. Everything on the menu. It was my first time there. And they're known, like in most places, they'll be like, oh, get the burger, like top 10 burgers in Chicago from Gretel. Their burger is good, by the way. And so I went there, and it was me and my two buddies. They they had been there several times over. And so we got the fried chicken sandwich, the burger, and the French dip. Yeah, it's pretty much like an Italian beef. And we got those three 
with the mac and cheese, with the salad, and with some shishito peppers. Split it all up. You know what I mean? Shout out to Jacob. He's the he was the bartender there. Took care of us, by the way, at Gretel. Shout out to him. Um, but the burger was really good. And I'm a, and I'm like a Gretel. Chicago hater. I'm a Chicago. The thing is this, it's like You don't like the Chicago food? No, 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 no. I'm like saying like a, a true Chicagoan just is a hater. Oh, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So naturally they're like, Gretel, burger. <laughs> but then you go taste it and you're like, damn, this is actually pretty good. Better than Oshaval? I don't like all Cheval. I like, like the, I like small Cheval. You like small Cheval better than all Cheval? Absolutely. Small Cheval poo-poos on all Cheval. It's if the you same wanna, company, same burger. Exa- no, it's not. It's not same the same fries. burger. No, 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 no. It's not, not the same burger. If you want to wait, wait two and a half hours for a $28 <laughs> burger from all Cheval, you can with an egg on it. Or you can go to small Cheval and all the little locations, spend 11 and get a fire burger. And one that you can put in a lettuce wrap, by the way. But Gretel's burger is comparable. I will say that. It is comparable. And it was, again, just, you know, chilling with the fellas, you know. Here's the thing. I own a condo, right? I mean, I grew up and I was born right there on Armitage and Albany. Gretel is literally like a mile and a half from where All I was right, born. All right, I'm going to check this out. I'm sold. And then, and then I literally, majority of my life right there on Armitage and Kimball. And still on the condo right there. And, and Gretel's literally down the block by the Tasty Freeze in Armitage, California. It's crazy. So I'm getting walking in there and I'm like... This place is sexy. And there's a speakeasy in the bottom. You ever been to that, oh, Alex? Damn. I have not. Me neither. Next time. But somebody told me that it was down there, and I was just like, this is great. I was drinking uh, Diplomatico, which is a rum. Nice little clear rum over there. Anyway, the point is that it's sexy, and it's a beautiful day in Chicago. And despite the rain shower that took place for Summertime mi- Chicago is the best city in the country. You saw Jamie Foxx out here riding the river, trying to recuperate from whatever it is that happened to him. You saw that? He's out here? You didn't see that? Jamie Foxx, you know, like, they're like, is he going to die? <laughs> he's, he's, he's in Chicago. He was literally on the river over was the weekend. Was that confirmed? Tia Ewing from Fox 32, one of my homies. Said that that was actually she Jamie posted Fox. It. Posted it, talked about it. Six Figure Dilla, the Chicago oh, wow. historian, TikTok historian, talked about how Jamie Foxx is here, you know, because he's a big supporter of Chicago. He said, Jamie Foxx could have went anywhere in the world to recuperate. But summertime shy. <laughs> is a is a is a dose of medicine that cannot be found anywhere else. Bro, people try to talk trash on Chicago. Stop you know, it. who whatever. Talk? What? I mean, you, you hear the media stuff, whatever. But dude, Chicago, in my opinion, I've been, I've lived everywhere. You know, I played for the Patriots. I I played for the Jaguars. I you know, I I played for the Saints. Played for the Eagles. Played everywhere. Lived everywhere. Summertime Chicago is the best. Untouched. Can't beat it. Kind of hard to beat it, actually. You mentioned the Riverwalk. New yeah. Orleans is pretty dope too. Boston area is pretty cool because you can Boston's go to a lot of different cool. play- places. But, yeah. but, but you're right. There's something about Chicago in the summer. Yeah. Where it's like we are all literally bears everybody, that hibernate in the winter. Everybody knows <laughs> what's coming. You know, <laughs> That's what you I'm know saying. what's coming. Like March rolls around, so, <laughs> yeah. and and people are like, "Man, bro, I gotta be honest. I do not want to go out this weekend because it's gonna get too crazy." Yeah. Like that's how Chicago rolls in those situations. So. Yeah. Uh, but if you're looking for somewhere to go, Gretel, hang out with us there. Uh, uh, maybe, or or go to the river. They walk. better send you a gift card right now. Dude doesn't even know. Just hyped him Dude up, doesn't dude. even know I work on the radio. That's hilarious. Buddy, buddy, just I just left Buddy right now, and he's zero idea. One of his <laughs> friends is gonna be like, "Hey, Jacob, they're talking about you on six seventy the score. Did you work tonight? Did you work today at Gretel? They were talking about you, dude." And he was dreamy. He had like green eyes. He was like, he looked just like 
Mark, <laughs> what is his name? Ruffalo? Who am I thinking about? Mark Ruffalo? Is Mark that, Ruffalo, yeah, yeah. The Hulk? He that plays the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look is that like his Mark name? Ruffalo. Yeah, Mark Alex, Ruffalo. you should know this stuff, dude. You're young. Yeah, I know that. That's Mark Ruffalo. I'll go with Clay on this one. Okay, yeah, we're gonna, I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. All right, uh, we are going to go with a break. All right, here. Uh, we're going to talk to Chris Vanini right after this. Uh, 8 o'clock hour, we're going to uh, continue the conversation about Pat Fitzgerald. This firing, uh, the culture at Northwestern, more opinions. We'll take your calls as well. Uh, but Chris Vanini, he's been following the story closely from The Athletic, and we get an opportunity to pick his brain as to what he thinks about the firing of Pat Fitzgerald. We'll do that after this. It's Gabe Ramirez. It is Clay Harbor. It is Summertime Shy, and it is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 